This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Hi, I'm Richard Gershon, the host of In Legal Terms and a professor at the University of Mississippi School of Law. If you miss a live In Legal Terms episode, find our podcast, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Money Talks. Our website is moneytalks.mpbonline.org. That's just one way to hear past uh, broadcasts. We are so glad that you've joined us today. I'm Liz Gill, along with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Nancy and Ryder are both chartered financial analysts and Ryder also holds a Certificate of Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. So on Money Talks, we answer your personal finance questions. And between your calls today, we're going to go over some of the tips from AARP's annual list of ways to save and to beat inflation. Contact us by email. Our address is money at mpbonline.org and we start the show each week talking about financial news so hello nancy what have you got for us today well liz we often as financial advisors sit down with clients and talk to them about their dreams and help them develop goals and help them reach those goals Um, but i've been reading some things lately that say that may not be the best approach because often those goals are pretty vague and they're way in the future, so it's really hard to motivate us to change our financial habits for something that's that vague and that far in the future. But instead, I'm asking our listeners to think about what causes you, you pain in your financial life. You know, do you break out into a cold sweat when you get that credit card bill? Uh, there could be some motivation to change that so that you don't have that feeling. Do you uh, find yourself thinking, I'm really unhappy with my job, uh, whether it's I need to change jobs or I would like to retire sooner than I thought? Those are things that can motivate us to then develop some of those plans to to allow us to make some different choices. So thinking about what causes you pain in your financial life, and that's what I've been thinking about lately. What what sort of financial pains are you trying to avoid, Nancy? <laughs> what are you trying to avoid, Ryder? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not focused on my financial pains and fears. I think. I think the long term, uh, big fun goals do motivate me. So uh, that's just going to be well, something that's weird, different. <laughs> you're the oddball. I think yeah. a lot of people get excited about things they have planned in the future, even if it's short term stuff. Just like, oh, I want to be able to travel more, or I want to. Well, I guess okay. Well, but here's travel more. That's vague. That's very vague. It can some, it, but it motivates some people. Yes, but how about thinking about, gosh, I am really stressed out at work, and I need a break. So that can be the motivation to build up a fund to help you travel. That's fair. That's fair. And another one I was just thinking about is a lot of people just 
whatever it is about their financial life have some sort of stress attached to it. So you mentioned, oh, my credit card bill, even though it's like under control, it's it's stressful every month or every time I get pinged for this or every time I look at my statement and I, and I can't looking at my statement says I have a balance. But is it, does that mean I'm on track for anything and having somebody who can just take that worry off of you and give you the very simple answers that you're looking for? Because all you're looking for is am I going to be okay? Do I need to worry about this? Am I on track? And having someone who can look at all those vague numbers and just say, yes, I'll take that stress off of you and I'll let you know what you need to do. I think that's, that's actually, um, that's a very good point there, Nancy. Well, and I think for both of us, we're in this field, we're advisors. And so hopefully we are practicing what we preach and don't have as much of that pain because we have aligned our finances with our values and our desires and our goals. Uh, but I think for a lot of people, it's really hard to get to that point. That's mm-hmm. the role of the advisors, kind of give you a direction, uh, keep you on track. Um, but we're just looking for any way to motivate our folks to, to do the right thing financially. I, I as a non-professional money person, I... I think having a professional is good because for me, you know, when we were starting out and it was it was uh, almost like a game. Oh, how much money can we save now? You know, what uh, what can we do to uh, uh, to, you know, cut our expenses? That's that's I like that challenge. But then when you have. I don't know, taxes or when you have investments and then managing it or or just, you know, getting the urge to pay the bills each month. You might have the money, but uh, whatever reason, it, it's hard to actually pay the money. Those are some of the stresses that I have had in my past with money. Well, and, and, and just as well. So say you get very good. Uh, at managing your income, your salary, your expenses, and then what happens when you get married and have to combine that with somebody else's? What happens when you move? Oh, what boy. happens when you realize you're stressed with your job? What happens when you uh, when your living expenses go up and you can't figure out how to bring them back down? What happens when you get more income? What do you do with this money? So, like, you can keep adjusting and keep adjusting, but there will be more questions in the future. You're not you're not done the first you, making your budget and keeping your spending in line for the first month is you're not you're not done. Then it keeps happening. It keeps happening. Because life intervenes. It does indeed. Life. Speaking of life, uh, 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 Ryder, what uh, what money issues have you been thinking about that you'd like to share? So, kind of a bigger uh, topic of financial engineering and how it can be pitched as an attractive thing, but it can also be a dangerous thing. So, financial engineering, very broadly, it's transforming some type of return or risk into another. If you were paying attention to the financial news in 2007, 2008, probably hearing about financial engineering, people packaging up mortgages and saying, okay, well, this one mortgage, if you just, if someone invested in this one mortgage, it's risky, but if we pool them together and then maybe take the first payments and put that into a very safe bond and then take the last payments that we don't know if they're really going to come in and put those in a, a riskier bond, you know, it's great for the bank putting it together. They earn a lot of fees here. Structured products, you hear about that. Structured notes, you hear about those. They're designed to meet a very specific need uh, and very often invest 
investors don't have them. There's always some trade-off. So in the news a lot lately have been what's called buffered funds, buffered ETFs, buffered funds. Uh, These are very similar products to a variable or indexed annuity. Essentially, they're promising some formula of return. They say, oh, you're going to get the S&P 500 return, but there's a, uh, you know, you're not going to lose money, but there's, um, there's a maximum amount you're going to make, or you only make money after a certain spread. There's all sorts of kind of rules to that return. But the pitch is like, oh, you get the stock return, but a lot less risk. There, remember, there's always a trade off. There has been one come out recently that offers no losses, but it has a cap of 16% over two years. Well, the S&P 500 is already up almost 20%. So if you had, if this product had existed at the beginning of the year, you'd already be losing money by owning it uh, in exchange. And, and I have not seen these, either the exchange traded funds, the variable annuities, perform as pitched. I haven't seen them perform to expectations because they're just very complex instruments. For example, the 100% buffer exchange trade fund, it's only been out for two weeks. So this is this is a very harsh period to judge it on. But the S&P 500 is up one and a half percent. It's up 0.05%. That, that's it. It's it's just not moved. It, you've got not even gotten the S&P 500 return so far. Uh, it's so, Ryder, is the lesson here buyer beware? It's definitely buyer beware. But more importantly, this is a product with a two-year time horizon. I would never recommend someone who said, I need this money back in two years. I would never recommend that they take stock market risk. I would never yes. recommend if somebody said, oh, I need all this money back in five years, five or six years. Very often a time for one of these buffered funds or some of these uh, annuity contracts. I would just wouldn't recommend that you take stock market risk. Uh, sure, it's great if it only goes up, but the risk that it goes down in such a short time, it's just not appropriate. And so again, this financial engineering is trying to transform the stock market return into something attractive for investors. But what it's really transforming it into is, is fees for the bank putting it together and a whole bunch of complexity. And, and they're often pitched in a way that makes it sound like the return is going to be a lot better. You know, if, if, if you if you need your money back in two years, buy a two-year treasury bond, buy a two-year CD. You can get like 5% or so. I'm not looking at rates right now, but you can get good returns on very, very safe investments over the two-year time horizon. If you need money, if you're saving money for, again, the difficult goals of the big, ambiguous, expensive future that Nancy said nobody wants to save money for, uh, that's when it's appropriate to invest in stocks. So, but don't don't try to playing games with these things. They're they're too too complex often um, to really be uh, play games with like that. So that's just my very much a, a buyer beware. Very much a very much a warning there. It's always about matching your investments to what your actual needs are. And just real and these quick, don't do it. <laughs> just real quick, uh, one thing I have been thinking about: it's August first. A lot of people are starting back to school, especially oh the our high school seniors might start thinking about where they want to go to college. I think it's still October when you can begin filling out the FAFSA to get financial aid, and I would suggest that folks. 
be, you know, try to be maybe be creative if they like in thinking about where they're or in the students where they want to go to college and how to pay for college. There are quite a few institutions that uh, provide financial aid and grants to parents who make um, who who demonstrate need. I also just saw someone suggested going to school out of the country and that a lot of times that might be cheaper than the United States. But look early, plan early and dream and investigate ways to save money because college can certainly be a very, very big ticket item. Uh, We could have a whole episode just on how to optimize your financial life for the FAFSA, but keep in mind that that they look at your income and your assets from two years before at this point. And so if you have someone, if you have a child going to college in the next couple of years, some things you can start to do um, to make your income and assets look (laughs) lower in FAFSA terms, but keep yourself, um, you know, not actually lose money, uh, maxing out your 401k. So that's going to lower your income for FAFSA purposes. Uh, also, if you have just kind of cash sitting out, or especially if there's money in a, a custodial account for your child, moving that into a 529 savings plan. If, if you knew, if you know it's designated for college, if you want it to be used for college, uh, those have gotten very attractive. Uh, of course, there are some caveats. Of course, if you don't spend it on the higher education expenses, there can be some penalty taxes on that, but there, it also has a lot of flexibility these days. So just a couple of things you can do to get ready financially for that college. And a word to those parents out there with a senior, you're going to start the year where they're convinced they're going to go to this one college, and they will change their minds about five times before you get to that final point. So be prepared for that. And uh, a plug for our community colleges, they do a great job. It is great value for your money if you can convince them to try that, and especially for those students who may not be quite ready to head very far away from home. That's Mm. a great option. You are listening to Money Talks. Our website, moneytalks.mpbonline.org. It's just one way to hear our past Money Talks broadcasts. You can also download the MPB Public Media app and listen on your iPhone or your Android phone on demand. I'm Liz Gill. I'm with Dr. Nancy Lautridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Nancy and Ryder are here to answer your personal finance questions. We're also discussing some AARP suggestions for saving money to beat inflation. And um, let's, let's talk about personal finance. Since this is a personal finance, here are some of their suggestions. Let's see what our, our experts think. One is upgrade your credit cards. Uh, Another is ask for a reversal of fees from credit cards. Use money review tools from your bank or credit card company or trim your withholding from the government to adjust it so that you don't get a refund, but you try to have it more realistic picture of what you owe. Ryder, any of those uh, uh, get you talking? I think definitely we talk about credit cards a lot and we we like them as as cash flow management tools as personal finance tools and but we always do highlight there are 
some costs and risks involved. Of course, you don't want to be carrying a balance because then you're probably going to have interest charged. Uh, you don't want to be late with fees. You don't want to do things which incur, and, and especially with credit cards, debit cards, your bank account, etc. There are you know, overdraft fees in your bank account, uh, annual fees on your credit card. And if you're carrying more than one card that you just think is perfect and ideal for you, then you may need to look at all your cards, say, okay, are there multiple cards with fees? Do I need to cut back on on some of those? Um, and also focus on what are the rewards I'm actually using? Uh, me personally, I've always just used cashback because it's simplest. Um, however, a lot of people do want travel or dining or whatever rewards. Make sure that matches with something you're actually going to be using. Um, the tools that they offer. So we've talked about reviewing your credit score or reviewing your, um, your credit report. That is something, a tool that many credit card companies offer. You, you can log in and you can view your credit whatever they want to call it. They all have a different brand name for it, but it's essentially all the same thing. They're monitoring your credit score. They're monitoring your credit report in some way, and they can say, oh, hey, you've had a new account open. Oh, hey, your score went up or down, and that can trigger you to look a little deeper if you think something's odd. Uh, so those are very useful features of credit cards, very useful features of having that credit card account. Uh, money review tools, I know my credit card offers a kind of an annual report every January. They say, oh, look at your spending in the last year. And you just kind of like close your eyes and, and How log many in times and, did you eat out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many? Did, did you really visit the grocery store four times that day? Um, yes, actually. Uh, so, so you can see, and they often break out categories. Uh, and if you're not keep, I do encourage people to keep tabs on their spending, but if you're not keeping that close look on your spending, then those can be very useful because they've done just, they've just done a lot of the processing of that for you. Well, I would just say these, uh, credit cards are variable rates. And about six months ago, we were looking at average Oof. credit card rates around 19%. Um, those are going up. And yes, they have to tell you when they raise the rates, but most people don't pay that close of attention to that. Looks like and junk so mail. Oh my gosh, it's just more money coming out and you get no value for it. So this is a good time to shop around. And as Ryder mentioned about your credit history, your credit score, that has an impact on what kind of deal you can get on your credit cards. Um, so you want to improve that as much as possible so you can get the lowest rates being offered out there. And and then on this trim your withholdings, one caution with this may be a little complicated to do for for some folks. Uh, if you're earning a paycheck, probably just talk to whoever your payroll department is. With uh, Social Security, so a lot of people living off Social Security income, they just have a limited selection of withholdings you can do. You can't just specify, oh, I want exactly $117.12 withheld. You, they have a few percentages you can pick. But the important thing here is don't just withhold less so that you can spend more. So if you adjust, if you say, oh, well, actually you've got a large tax refund, that's an indication that if your income's going to be the same, you can probably lower your withholding. But then when you get that, so say that gives you an extra $100 a month in your, in your check. 
don't just spend that extra hundred dollars, you know, save it, make sure you've got your other financial goals taken care of, make sure your emergency savings is well stocked, make sure you're not at risk of hitting overdraft fees in your bank account. Uh, if you are still working and able to do retirement savings, an IRA, a Roth IRA, something like that, make sure you're taking care of that. And especially when you make a large change to your withholding, Make sure you're setting some money aside for the eventuality of having to pay those taxes. Because, again, that's you still owe taxes just because you change your withholding doesn't it doesn't get you out of having to pay the taxes at some point. So you just want to make sure you're not going to put yourself into a bind later. Well, speaking of going to the grocery store four times a day, which I have done that. Absolutely. Uh, Here are some suggestions on uh, saving some money at the grocery store. Be section smart. Grocery stores have several areas in the market that might sell cheese, for example. Be sure to compare prices for the best values. Oh, wow. Did we? we, Cheese in the back. We wrote this just for me. I I visit all the cheese sections when I go to the grocery (laughs) store. How did you know? Uh, Flip your berries. Moisture is the main reason they go bad to find the fresh ones. Flip the container over. If they aren't sticking to the bottom, they're good to use. Switch to non organic for the clean 15. Uh, I guess uh, is organic worth it? I think you know they even you can just rinse off your berries with in, in a little soap water. So I think I, I think the clean. I don't know what the clean fifteen are, but I'm sure we can find that list online. But the idea being that there are some fruits and vegetables which have, uh, if pesticides are applied, will have more or less. So things like. I think it's stuff like potatoes, and it's not going to have a whole lot of pesticides in it. Uh, so it's if you're trying to avoid pesticides and chemicals and things, it's not going to be a big difference between conventional and organic. And if you have children at your house, um, you, you're probably going to be paying more attention more to those things. If you're old like me, it's like, okay, I've made it this far. We all talk about all the preservatives we ate when we were you growing up. You probably ran behind the mosquito truck, didn't you? Like, we I mean, did. come on. We like. <laughs> Rachel Carson wrote a book about you. Uh, uh, Two more. uh, Look for new store brands to try and use coupons for online ordering, not just in-store purchases. Hey, if I'm going to order something online and it has a promo code or a coupon code there, I'm not leaving that blank. I'm going to go find something. Liz Gill has, we have shared lots of stories. And by we have shared, I mean, Liz Gill has shared a lot of fascinating couponing, money saving uh, things with me. And that's always a challenge for I'm always like, where where are people finding these weird combinations of, oh, if you buy this product and use this coupon, then you actually get this product for free. And I just... It sounds like a full-time job to well, me. Well, no, that's what TikTok but, but is maybe for. maybe it's a part-time job. Every I don't know. Every single week, there are creators who get paid for their content in America on TikTok. And definitely Walgreens and CVS, and I think Costco, but I don't pay attention to Costco because I don't shop at Costco. But there are always this Dove Tide crest this product is on sale uh then there's a buy two 
coupon. Then there's a manufacturer's coupon. Then there's a store coupon. And then there's a, if you spend $20, we give you $5 back coupon. And literally you, four products, if you need them, or if you want to set up a pantry at your church, there are lots of ways you can get money back on some of these. But yes, you have to be in the know. And, and <clears throat> well, for me, it's all about looking at the store brands. And mm. uh, just this last week, I'm looking for weed killer, of course. And um, and if you look at the active ingredients, for most of them, it's just a bunch of water. And uh, you can compare the active ingredients across brands, and it's a huge difference in price. Um, I do that with a lot of household products with a lot of over-the-counter medicines. If I just look for the active ingredient, I can find something that works just as well for a lot less. Yes, and I would just add on the coupon thing. Bear in mind, we all get very excited about coupons, but coupons are designed to get you to spend money. And Liz said it. She said the creators are paid by who? The the content. Right. They're not paid by yeah. you. Their motivation is not to save you money. Their motivation is to drive business to the person paying them to drive business to. So always just kind of be be aware of that. Uh, so obviously, if you can get some name brand coupons and it does bring it down below the cost you would normally pay and it is something great, fantastic, use it. But if it's if you're just buying your 17th box of toothpaste for the month and it's still more expensive than your preferred brand, it doesn't matter if you save 20 cents or $2 or you got it for free. Like it's just, it's just sitting there. I know. I get all excited about them, but I don't usually buy them because I don't like the brands. And, and I do encourage you, know, if this is your entertainment, to think about <laughs> coupon. Absolutely. Absolutely. If it's got entertainment value, then it might be serving its purpose. Speaking of entertainment value, tonight's money ball. What? Mega Millions is another. It's a billion because oh, nobody's yeah. won since oh, April. Oh, man. Yeah. So. so that's good entertainment value. Two, Inter- two bucks. I mean, all the entertainment dreaming about what would it be like to win a Pay, pay taxes on a billion dollars. <laughs> Money Talks is MPB Think Radio's personal finance broadcast. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm here today with Dr. Nancy Lotter-Janerson, President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Nancy and Ryder are both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder also holds the Certificate of Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. So Nancy and Ryder are ready to answer your personal finance questions, but while we wait for your phone calls, we've got some money-saving tips courtesy of AARP's annual list of inflation-busting tips. Uh, We talked a little bit about travel. Let's um, see what they say are some tips Book your flights on a Sunday. Comparison shop from vaca- for vacation homes. Use different platforms. You might get a deal if you're booking directly from the owner, but I, you wouldn't have the protection of a, of a, a website if you did that. Uh, avoid extra charges on cruises. I am the queen of that. And um, skip the rest stop burgers. 
find regional food choices a few miles off the interstate. So, Ryder, um, what are your some of your travel thought, thoughts on these travels or other travel tips? Okay, I love the – well, I don't know. I Skip the rest stop burgers that you can find regional food choices off the interstate. So I both love and – also don't love this one. I love uh, on a road trip, uh, you see a small town exploring that small town. You know, you take an extra half hour to drive through a cute downtown. You stop at a diner. I think that's a great way to make a road trip more interesting. I don't know that I would pitch it as a money-saving thing because you, if you're buying a lunch, you're still buying a lunch. But I do love trying that local flavor, meeting some people who are from the town, learning a little bit more about that. But as someone who lives in Mississippi, I also love food from gas stations. So, uh, (laughs) you know, that can also have some regional flavor to it. So I go for both on that one. So I don't know. that. And again, I don't know that it's a money saving thing. I think if you're going on a road trip, if it's just, just a one day long drive, pack some snacks. Pack some snacks so you're not tempted to pull off every two hours for a meal. For longer road trips, actually, my recommendation would be to stop by a grocery store. Grocery stores, one, often have a deli department where you can get just just a a sandwich or, or a plate lunch to eat. Uh, but they also have, uh, say, you're traveling in the morning. You just get a, you have a bunch of people in the car. Get a box of cereal and some fruit. Uh, that's going to be cheaper than stopping at oh, some place for no. breakfast. What are no. you? What no. you don't like fruit? Like I don't understand. No, because you know my favorite meal on vacation is breakfast. Then it's why not like, have two of them, Nancy? <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, because I don't usually have time to sit down and enjoy this wonderful spread. So that's what I love to do. And the whole point of vacation is where are we going to have our next meal, right? Um, But my advice for folks is to just try to plan schedule-wise, place-wise, where you can go where there are no crowds. And so for us at my house, we're looking at a Disney World trip in the first week of May. Um, after all of the spring breakers have been through and before the big summer crowd comes, um, can we go, can we take her out of kindergarten? My goodness, it's just kindergarten for a week and go see Mickey and Minnie. So those kinds of things or find the places that are not the popular places. We all have those popular places that we think we have to go to, but you can find places that are similar to that, that are kind of off the beaten track. You're going to save a lot of money if you can do that. You're going to save a lot of money if you can go when it's not peak season, sometimes on what they call the shoulder season. Um, If you can do that, and I know that's really hard for families with kids in school because you're really just geared into their school schedule, but sometimes it makes it worthwhile to try it. I was talking with my niece who has four kids and they live near Oklahoma City. And what they like to do, they love to travel for kids, but they love to travel, travel, travel. But what her husband does is goes to one of these websites and just checks it all the time or gets alerts for cheap flights from Oklahoma City. So they went to Belize, 
one time. All the kids could take anything that fit in their backpack. Uh, well, uh, ma- yeah. Mama packed everything that could fit in the backpack. And they've been to New York, and they're going to go to Italy over Thanksgiving because that's where the f- cheap flight was. Mm-hmm. So these are, are – and I've seen a lot of TikTok. I've seen a lot of TikTok ads, but – I guess I am more destination driven. I'm not, oh, I have some vacation time to use. Where should we go? But if someone was free spirited and or maybe you're retired and you've been to the same old places and you want to be surprised, that might be a a way to have a cheaper vacation, but still uh, extraordinary. Yeah, in Belize, Italy, New York, you're not mentioning places that people don't want to go. Right. It's not like it's not like, oh, it's you have to go to Akron. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say something like that, but I don't want to I don't, you know, we 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 We're love Mississippi. All, all we of our all of our destinations and all of our all listeners from all those destinations. Uh but one point about avoiding the crowds and things that Nancy mentioned, you also save yourself time and stress. And oh, yeah. what's the point of spending all this money on a vacation and trying to have an absolutely fabulous experience if it's really stressful for you. So that's just a way, even if even if the meal or the experience is the exact same price, it's a way to increase your enjoyment of it and get a lot more value out of your experience. Well, Nancy, you do quite a lot of traveling uh, around the country. What Do you have a, a personal mm, budget-saving tip that you like to employ? Hmm. Well, I think you just need to uh, do some searching, and um, if, and again, if you have a flexible schedule, you can find things at the last minute that are good options. Um, you can also just show up at a hotel, and of course, if it's later in the day when you're traveling, they're going to have rooms that they haven't booked, and so they're more likely to give you a deal at that point, and so you have some leverage because they got to fill up all those rooms. So being a little more flexible on your schedule or where you're going to stay, um, and it's also a bit of an adventure to do it that way. Here's a couple more for driving. Buy big box gasoline. Oh, so we were at a Love's Travel Stop and realized if you download their app, you can get 10 cents off a gallon. Uh, Places like Costco and Sam's and uh, Kroger could also uh, possibly be cheaper depending on what uh, money you have. Oh, and here's the thing. If you don't have a reward number and you want to put in a number to get a a reward, do 8675309 and whatever area code. Somebody has signed up under that number. Yeah, somebody signed up to get get those rewards. But if you need it. You can also, you know, like to get the money off at Kroger. And this this will be the demarcation line. If you know 8675309, you know, you know. Uh, an- well, Ryder doesn't know. He's too young. <laughs> Another one is uh, save money for a wiper blade replacement. It's easier to do it yourself than at an auto parts store. And I just saw an article yesterday. This heat wave, it's melting 
windshield wipers. Oh, that makes the, sense. Yeah. The rubber on the windshield wipers, it's melting them. So check okay, your windshield wipers. Okay, here's another wipers. one. Here's another one with, with the heat that we just discovered. Um, those uh, exhaust pipes on your roof have the little uh, rubber gaskets around them. The heat, the sun will dry them out, and you will not realize that, and you're going to end up with a roof leak. So check those occasionally. Ooh, we'll need to tell the fix-it folks about that. Also, uh, get your battery checked from Auto Parts Store. Rotate your tires so that they last longer, and upgrade your brakes. Spend more on high-performance parts when you buy them, and they will last longer and be safer. So, Nancy, with a lot of your traveling, I'm assuming some of it's driving. Do you have any? What do you think about some of these driving tips? A lot of it is driving, and I just looked at my husband and say, uh, "Are we good?" Um, <laughs> Uh, I am not really good at maintaining my car, but that is important for you to do. It's going to last longer if you maintain it. And so, yeah, he's he's my go-to man on checking the tires, uh, making sure the oil gets changed, uh, any kind of odd things that need to be done. Um, that's what we do. And um, so we spend a lot of time on the road, and it is important because, of course, you're going to get better gas mileage if your car is well-maintained. Rider? Yeah, and I do like the uh, plug about, well, well, one tip was to avoid auto parts stores, and then the next point was go to the auto parts store. I'm a big fan of auto parts stores because they can do, they can run the diagnostic tests when your check engine light comes on. Uh, they can, if you buy a wiper blade for them, somebody will install it for you if you ask them to. Uh, they can, and, and those employees, in my experience, have been a wealth of knowledge about oh, what exactly is this or what might be the problem if this is happening. But the maintaining your car, getting your oil changed, rotating your tires, things like that, following, you know, check your owner's manual or your maintenance guide and just f- make sure you're following that. That's super important, especially if you're going long distances, especially if you're going to be away from your regular mechanic or what have you. That's going to be very important for you. Also, also YouTube. Uh, you can find... I realized last night that is maybe one of the best uses of YouTube is uh, car repair videos. I used it last night because uh, brake lights were staying on and uh, just a two minute YouTube video was like, oh, hey, is this the problem? Is this also happening? This is how to fix it. And boom, done. So battery didn't die overnight. We're good to go. Hooray. Yeah, we uh, we just bought, oh, three cute little tiny notebooks. They have little travels things on the outside, but it was like, you know, three for a dollar or something. And we are going to start we're, we are going to put them in the glove box because we we shove all the receipts for the the oil changer wipers, but we're going to try to start writing it down so that we know, hey, wait, don't tell me my brakes are bad. I just had those fixed. So we'll be more aware of our vehicle. And another thing, just um, maintaining your home and especially in Mississippi in the heat, it's important to make sure that you get that AC checked. You change those filters. Um, and you track all of that, um, and it also is important when you track it because if you get ready to sell it, you're able to handle uh, to hand that buyer all of the information about what you've done through the years to the house. 
We are so pleased that you found our show, Money Talks. I'm Liz Gill, along with Dr. Nancy Lottridge Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. Let's go to Matthew. He has some good tips for us to share. Matthew, we're so glad that you've called in. What is your comment or question? Hey, yeah, I want to add a few things. Um, first, I know a lot of people are always trying to invest their money, and I have friends asking me, how should I invest my money? One thing I would recommend never to do is don't invest money until you've paid off your credit cards first. There's very few things out there that are safe that you're going to earn 20 and 25% interest on. So I highly recommend pay off your credit cards in a timely fashion and as fast as possible, your highest interest rate first. But I actually called specifically with something that uh, I use personally. I got a little secret most people don't know. Uh, there's an app called Capital One Shopping, and this is not a Capital One endorsement. You don't need a Capital One account, but they have a little app. You can have it on your phone, or you can have it on your computer. I actually recommend, if you're going to be making a large purchase, maybe at Home Depot or some, some popular stores out there, Sephora, whatever. I'm not a big fan of spending a lot of ma- money on makeup, but I know our ladies like to do that. But I would recommend log into the app, use your Gmail or whatever you use so you can remember your login. There's other things out there like Rakuten and a few other cashback ones like Retail Me Not. But specifically, I'll give you an example. I was buying some jewelry for my wife uh, for an anniversary gift, and I went to Jared. She was so excited I went to Jared. Not a Jared commercial here, but I went on my phone, and on my phone it was like 10% cashback. Well, before I made the purchase, I checked again. And I use your advice to always check for coupon codes, of course. But I went on my computer and said, and it was like 26% cash back. And the only difference is, I instead of shopping on Jared's website, I was on Capital One Shopping browser app, and it brings you to their website, but the link that it brings you to, it kind of gives you this reward system. So before you know it, once they verify that you've made the purchase about a week or two later, you're going to see that cash back in your account. There's so many little things out there that you can do. I'm not a fan of uh, McDonald's or anything like that, but if you are eating at McDonald's, use their app. There's times where you can buy a combo and get a free Happy Meal or buy this, get something for a dollar. Just be a smart shopper. It's a buyer's market. There's a lot of competition out there for everything. So, Call around, say, can you do better? If you're about to make a purchase, I do this, and I have a 50% success rate doing it. But anytime I make a purchase with any company, and I don't have a coupon code, and I can't find anything online or whatever, I'll literally call the 1-800 number, say, I'm about to spend $150, and I haven't made my decision yet. I was wondering, do you happen to have maybe a coupon code for $10 off or 15% off? And I'm telling you, if you're nice about it, one out of two times, I'll have one readily available, and then another 10 or 20% of the time, if you're nice about it and just kind of push it a little bit, they'll make a coupon code for you on the spot. That's the one time you specifically for you, like 10% off, something like that. Uh, but that's, that's all I got off the top of my head. I could probably talk about the topic for hours, but I hope that helps anybody listening. Thanks, Matthew. We appreciate that. Yeah, I know when my kids were in elementary school, we would often get be given the website for a company that if you log in there and then go shop, then the school would get uh, a percentage or they get a little a bit back. But uh, 
Any final thoughts, Ryder, on saving some money? I think he made a great point, especially as it pertains to larger expenses. You know, saving 10% on your Happy Meal is not significant, but saving 10% on your uh, jewelry for your wife is maybe a little – I hope it costs more than the Happy Meal. I hope you save more than you would on the Happy Meal, for instance. Nancy, we got a few – we got 30 seconds left. What's your last tips? Um, I would just say uh, to Matthew, I I do agree you should pay off those credit cards uh, before you really start actively saving, except we have found that a lot of people never then get around to putting money into their 401ks, Mm. and so we usually will encourage them to split the difference. Work on those credit cards at the same time they've started saving into that retirement plan. So do both. And finally, inflation means that those uh, savings rates, those CD rates down at the bank are higher than ever. Take advantage. uh, Purchase in a little bit longer term because they may not be here forever. What wonderful advice. Every week, folks, Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio and is funded in part by generous financial support of our listeners. So if you want to hear today's show or any of our previous shows, just go to moneytalks.mpbonline.org or just listen to our podcast. Hey, search for Money Talks. For Dr. Nancy Lottridge-Anderson, Ryder Taff, I'm Liz Gill. Thank you very much, Abram Nanny, our engineer and our podcast producer. Join us every Tuesday at 9 a.m. for Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.